Welcome to the FinPro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to FinProBusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. What is up, Fit Pros? Andy here from FitProBusiness.com, checking in with you for another fitness business podcast. Hey, in today's podcast, I'm, I'm sharing with you an interview I did on the Bootcamp Blueprint podcast, a personal trainer's guide to grow their bootcamp with social media. This is an interview I did with Jono, and I'm going to give you a little bit of my backstory on how I got started in personal training and what's had the biggest impact in my business and how you can take your business to 100000 and beyond. So stay tuned while I um, queue up that interview for you. Have a good one. Hello everybody, welcome to the Bootcamp Blueprint, the place where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. I'm super excited because we've got an expert all the way on the other end of the world today. A little bit about this man here. He's a fitness business coach at fitprobusiness.com. He's the owner and founder of Empower Fitness Training, which what I like about that, this man's known as the in the trenches fitness business coach and mentor. He's not just one of those people that tells other people how to do it. He's doing it himself and sharing the the real life strategies. He's also the host of the very popular podcast, the Fit Pro Business Podcast that I'm a huge fan of myself. So yes, without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Andy Salazar. Andy, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on the show. Usually, like we were talking about, I'm on the other end of this interviewing people, so I'm happy to be getting interviewed myself. So, <laughs> No, I'm super excited to interview you. When I first started getting into podcasts, yours was one of the first I stumbled across because you've been doing this a long time, right? And there, there were have, yes. When did you start your podcast? I want to say it was roughly around five years ago. Yeah, and I've kind of been hot and cold um, with my consistency, but I'm actually getting more consistent right now as we speak. So, well, I think um, when I stumbled across you, that's when you were consistent. And I think it was those early days, around that 2015, yeah. 2016. Not bit of background on me. That's when I was doing more the in the trenches sort of stuff myself and running. Oh, okay fitness classes, didn't know about the business side of things, but I was driving all over different places, you know, driving to this gym and that park, and yeah. like, what can I do to, to while I'm driving? It's like I listen to podcasts, and I just typed in, like, fitness business, I think, in you know, iTunes, and yours is one of the only ones that came up. So listen to that, and huge fan, so super excited to have you on here. Andy, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I do. So my favorite quote that I reference all the time is, with every adversity is the seed of equal or greater benefit. That's Mm -hmm. a quote by Napoleon Hill. And it's just one of my favorites because right now, for a lot of us fitness business owners, we're we're going through a little bit of adversity right now. But in that lies a seed of equal or greater benefit. So we're going to come out of this thing and we're going to be ready to go once um, this passes. So right now we're in a little bit of adversity, but we're going to come out of that with uh, some big benefits. Yes, huge. I, I actually haven't heard that quote. I, I like a very similar one, though. Uh-huh. And for everyone listening, Napoleon Hill is the author of a famous book, Think and Grow Rich, one of my yes. favorites. Well, actually, you know what? Look at this. Oh, you can't. Can you see that? Oh, I see it, yeah. yeah. 
I use um, I use a pile of books to hold up my microphone, and the top of my my book list is thinking very rich. So, um, but I use a very similar quote myself, which is I never lose, I either win or I learn, and it's essentially right, okay. it's it's saying the same thing, right? Something's going to happen where maybe it didn't give you the ideal outcome you were you were looking right. for, but as long as you learn from that, you're never going to make and you're smart, you're never going to make that mistake again. It's only exactly. a failure if you keep making that same mistake again. So right. I love that. Now, Andy, you and me haven't chatted much before, so this is going to be quite an, an interesting podcast. What I was hoping to do, if it's cool with you, if you just share your story with our yeah, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. You've got about 35, 40 minutes. You can go as quick as you like, as slow as you like. Let us know your story. If you think there's any nuggets along the way that you've learned, feel free to share them. If I um, see something that I think my audience will benefit from, I'll, I'll, gi- I'll jump in there too. But I'm happy just to sit back and, and let you take over the show. Awesome. Well, I, um, this could be a very long story or a very short story. <laughs> we shall see. So uh, I've been in the fitness industry now full-time for about 15 years now. And unlike a lot of guys that start their own businesses, I worked for somebody first. So I had a mentor, I guess you would say, I worked under somebody, learned from them how they ran their businesses. I learned a lot of good things about running a business and a lot of bad things that I didn't want to have the way that I ran my business. Um, so I branched off from him after about two years and, you know, opened a small studio, which was very, very risky because um, I was a sole income provider for my family. And I have a wife and two daughters now that are not little anymore. I have an 18-year-old and a uh, soon-to-be 16-year-old, so I'm, I, I'm getting, getting quite old myself. <laughs> But anyhow, um, so it was very, very risky. And one of the things that I realized right away when I first started my business was that I really didn't know a lot about running a business. I knew a lot about training people, and I knew a lot about getting people in good shape, but I didn't know about running a business successfully and what it actually took. And I think that a lot of business owners that start their businesses that have maybe worked at a gym or worked for somebody else don't realize how much goes into running a business from the day-to-day operations to training your clients to marketing your business to closing sales i mean to cleaning i mean when you first start your business you are a one-man shop i know i was most of us are you know we don't realize like it's a lot of work rewarding work i will say because i was working for myself i wasn't working for somebody else and I was really happy with the direction I was taking my business, but at the same time, um, very difficult. And I realized right away that the most important thing for me that I didn't learn through a certification or through um, my education was how important it is to market. You know, how important it is for you to market yourself and to know how to sell. You know, for a lot of us fitness business owners, we are passionate about training. And we don't want to be salesy, but really selling equals service. And if you can't sell your service, you can't provide value to somebody that really, really needs your service. And so for me, getting over that negative mindset around selling and promoting myself was huge within my business. And so what I realized really early on, which was, has helped me to grow over these last 13, 14 years, is... Um, I just dove into marketing and sales. I'm super passionate about marketing and sales and business in general. I actually have leaned more towards that side than I have the actual development of um, personal training and, and training clients. So 
can I, that's can I, something. Can I jump yeah, in here absolutely. And, and ask your opinion on a couple of things here? Because I think you've brought up some really, really good points there, Andy, especially with um, a lot of my listeners. Now, a lot of the listeners on this show are actually boot camp operators. Oh, okay. So they're still sole traders. They, they're either out in the park or maybe they're renting out a school hall or a, or a gymnasium mm -hmm. or maybe they've got a, a small studio themselves. So very similar situation and very similar situation to yourself where maybe they started off working for someone else and it's like, hold on, yeah. you know, I'm getting all these uh, clients come to see me and I'm getting, you know, 20, 30 bucks for the exactly. hour and I'm training 20 people. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sure I can, these people are coming to see me, not to, to go to the gym so I can right. start my own thing and, and go from there. Here's what I've found in the boot camp world anyway. You can be the best boot camp instructor in the world. If you don't know sales and marketing, you're sitting alone in the park doing push-ups, no matter how good you are. And exactly. That's a waste because you've got this amazing gift that you can mm -hmm. offer the rest of the world. But if you don't sell and market yourself, uh, people aren't going to experience this gift, and you're almost doing them a, a disservice. Oh, absolutely. So I, I wanted to give see if you had any quick tips, more on the mindset side of things, Andy, because what, what I found sometimes is you could give someone the perfect sales script, right? And say, hey, say this exactly. But if, <laughs> right. but if they're not, you know, confident or they feel like, you know, they're they're being too salesy, then they may not be able to to make that sale, even though they've got the perfect script. Do you mm -hmm. have any sort of mindset tips or anything that that helped you overcome that barrier there that maybe my listeners could could benefit from? Absolutely, I mentioned it just a little while ago. I think if you can get to the mindset that selling equals service then you are going to get that light bulb to go off in your head that you're not actually selling somebody. You're providing a service to them, and you're allowing them to make the decision on moving forward with improving their life, improving their health, improving their fitness. It's nothing that you're selling to them. You're just providing the service. You're the vehicle to get them to where they want to be that's going to provide immense value for their lives. So ultimately, selling equals service, and if you can get that into your your mindset and into your mind you are not persuading anybody to write you a check or to pay for your monthly service you are providing a very very valuable service that impacts people's lives not has a chain reaction to people's lives not just impacting their lives but impacting their children's lives because they're living a fitter life they're going to be healthier for longer you're impacting their spouse's life because they start feeling better about themselves they're better emotionally around the house um, so ultimately if you can really trigger that in your mind that what you're providing is a very very valuable service and you're not selling anything to anybody you're providing service you're allowing them to make a decision to improve their lives that's huge Yes, love that. And I'll even um, piggyback off that as well. A few things that have helped me. So I, I actually really, really like selling because I'm very, very passionate about what I sell. If yeah, you said to me, hey, absolutely. go and sell this, this used car or whatever, I would probably suck at it because I'm not <laughs> right. passionate about cars, right? Um, but if I'm selling something that I'm passionate about, I really like selling it because I feel like I'm helping that person. I'm giving, offering them a service, as you said. And right. I almost feel bad if they don't sign up. Not for me. I couldn't yeah. care less for myself because it doesn't bother me. But I feel bad for them because I've got this thing that could have changed their life. Exactly. And I couldn't motivate them to, to uh, help make that decision. I feel bad not for myself. I'm going to get another sale the next day or next week or whatever. Right. I feel bad for them because I had an opportunity to change their lives and, and couldn't. And exactly. another thing why I really like sales is I almost feel, I'm probably a little bit biased, but I almost feel it's more valuable making that sale 
than the actual training. Because really, if somebody's already made up the decision that, hey, I'm going to go and sign up to your gym or sign up for personal training, I haven't really changed their life a huge amount. Yeah, I'm giving them a good service by, right. by the personal training in the boot camp, but I feel like if someone was 50-50 and I've got the, 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 um, the motivation to be able to help them make the right decision and then they can come back three months later and be like, Jono, I was so hesitant to signing up, but having that conversation with you was the best thing that I've ever done because it motivated me to get started, yada, yada, yada. Even right. if I'm not the trainer, I just feel so good that I, I helped that person make the decision. Right. So thank you for bringing that up. But sorry, continue on um, there, Andy. So you, you started this studio. You sucked at the sales and marketing to start with, did you say? Right, exactly. So, yeah, and, and I just and I had a ton of um, pressure to um, be to produce the income right out of the gate because, like I said, I was a sole income provider for my family. So there was a lot of pressure behind that, and so I mean, I immediately started diving into how to market myself, how to grow my business. One of the first guys I connected with, which is, you know, a lot of the us know in the fitness business industry, is Bedros Koulian. Oh um, yes. So he was one of the first ones that I um, learned from. Um, I've had several mentors and coaches over the years, um, Pat from Pat Rigsby, but mm -hmm. my biggest uh, mentor and coach is in the selling industry, actually outside of the fitness industry, is Eric Lawholm. And he's somebody that I um, have learned a lot from in regards to selling. He's actually the one who I've initially heard selling equals service from. But that's how I started really diving into growing my business. And I realized that there was a big gap in the training certification education industry for personal trainers to the sales and marketing and business building. So there's a huge gap between those two. So in our minds as, as fitness business people, we, we think that, oh, if I get this new certification that gives me, you know, senior certified to train seniors, that's going to help me broaden my market who I could provide service to. But it actually doesn't teach you how to market to those people. So you might have the knowledge of how to train them, but without the knowledge of how to actually get those people to respond to a marketing message that you're putting out, what good is the certification going to do you? So um, that's something I learned really early on in my business, and that's helped me to really focus and dive into the, bi the business aspect of sales and marketing and business systems to help myself grow my business over the last 13 years. Yeah. Hey, could I ask a, a question about your journey there, Andy? In terms of some of the good things and some of the bad things, could you share with us maybe three big failures you made, either oh, sales sure. or marketing-wise, where you just bombed? You tried something, you bombed, it sucked, but you learned from that. And you were like, you know what, I tried this and it didn't work, but if I tweak it and maybe try it like this, maybe it could work. Have you got any, any stories you could share with us? On that side yeah, of things. Absolutely. So and I've talked about this story a lot, quite, quite a bit, because I, I like for people to learn from my mistakes so that they don't make the same mistakes that I did, you know, as I was growing my business. So early, pretty early on in my business, I want to say three or four years into my business, I thought, you know what, I'm going to expand to my neighboring city. I'm going to open up another facility. Um, I'll hire a couple of trainers. I've already got my business operations down. And so I invested... Uh, probably about $30,000 to open up a new facility, get it going. Well, I quickly realized that I did not have the correct business systems in place. I did not have the actual workflows to sit, bring somebody else into my business and have them operate my business without me being there. So that quickly 
failed. In about 12 months, that business, after 12 months, I cut ties with that and realized that I was, towards the end, I was breaking even, but realized I wasn't going to get over the hump because I was trying to be in two places at one time, and there's only one of me. So that was one of the lessons I learned really early on, that if, you, if I were to do that now, today, I can do it because I have all of the proper business systems in place that I can step somebody else in that acts just like me. And that's how important systems are in your business if you want to scale and be able to grow. Um, but I, at that time, I didn't have that in place. Luckily, I didn't lose my complete shirt off my back. Um, I made decisions quickly and kept my ties, sold equipment, um, and uh, didn't go too far into debt for that one. But that was one of my big mistakes that I made, thinking that I can just expand, bring in other trainers, um, and I didn't have the correct systems in place uh, to make that happen. So that was a huge mistake I made uh, very early on that didn't cost me my business, but um, uh, definitely could have. Let's, um, let's spend a few minutes there, because I think yes. that's a very important topic for where my listeners are at right now. It's going to be a lot of people listening to this where sort of thinking, okay, hey, I'm running my business okay, it's doing pretty well, I'm pretty happy here. The next logical step is to expand. So I'm going to expand and I'm going to hire a trainer. And I think that the common thought that I see is that um, a, a trainer who's running a boot camp or a studio, they'll open up a new location, they'll hire a trainer and just expect that trainer to be as good as them. Exactly. Now, I've made that mistake before. It sounds like you've, you've uh, made it as well. And yes. let's spend a few minutes on there. I'll give sort of my two cents, and then you can piggyback yeah. back off that. Let me know your side of things. This is the way I think of it. Let's say you're listening to this, and you're a personal trainer. You're running a successful boot camp. You want to start up a new one. And you think, and you can, because you can do it sort of two ways, I guess. You can either go there and run the new one yourself and then hire someone to run your, your current one, or you can stay in your current one and, and hire someone there. Yeah. Now, my thought on um, wanting to hire a trainer, and, and I guess we can even go back a step as well, because there's probably a lot of trainers listening to this that are running really busy studios or boot camps that can't um, scale or can't yeah. take time off because right. they don't have the systems in place for someone else to, to take over and run it. And just even the surface level, my thought here, is I think the first mentality is you need to accept that these trainers won't run the sessions or the business as well as you. Straight away anyway, <laughs> off, the, off the bat. And, and it's funny we, we have to say that in the fitness industry. There's something how we just assume some people will. And I think there's a few things there. Firstly, I think it, it doesn't matter what business you're in. Let's say I was going to go and open up an ice cream store down the road and I'm going to hire someone to help me make the ice creams. I need to train that person up to teach them how to make exactly. the ice creams. I can't just... And, and if that person knew how to make the perfect ice cream without me training them... They just open up their own ice cream store. They, they don't need me there. So I think that's, that's sort of mentality number one right. is you need to train people up. If you're thinking you're going to hire someone and they're going to be as good as you, it doesn't work like that. Your job now is the trainer. Like yeah. Your job as the trainer is to lead them now. Now you've yes. got to almost take a step back from being the trainer and lead them. And you almost need to expect a little bit of failure to start with. It's almost mm -hmm. one step back for, for two step forwards. Right. And, and I think just another mindset shift as well where if a, tra if a trainer is expecting the trainer they hire to be as good as them, it's the other way I sort of look at that is, well, or, or sorry, not as good as them, put in as much effort as them. Yeah. Yeah. And then the way I look at that is, yeah, obviously there's things you want to do to make sure they do. 
but unless you're giving that person 50% equity in your business, they're probably not going to care as much as you. Exactly. Uh, do you want to bounce off that, Andy? Let us know your thoughts there. Yeah, so basically, I, I've fallen into that as well. I've hired trainers here initially when I first started my business, and I just thought, you know, obviously they'll see me, how I work, they'll know how I do things, they'll know how I interact with clients, so, and that'll, they'll feed off of that. But ultimately, everyone's their own person. They're going to do things the, the way that they want to do things, unless you have some sort of workflows or systems in place. And ultimately, you as the owner, it's your responsibility to train and teach them. So there's a couple of books um, that I read that I would recommend. And one of them is The E-Myth oh, by Michael yes. Gerber, we're all very, a lot very familiar with. It's a very popular book about McDonald's and how they operate their business and how you need to operate your business that way as well. And I, as a business owner, sometimes we get so caught up in our day-to-day -day and what we're doing, we know exactly how to operate our business, how to open it, how to close it. Every step-by-step -step detail we do, we need to script that out on paper so that we can hand that off to somebody else and they can follow a very specific outline. And that can go in regards to the way you want training sessions to go, how you want your facility to be open, how you want your sales to go. I mean, everything in your business can be scripted out that you can plug somebody else in. And yes, just like you said, they're most likely not going to do it as well as you do, but they're still going to do a really good job if they have an outline to follow. And even if they do it, 80% as well as you would, um, that's somebody else that you, that's a way for you to scale and still keep getting results from your business. Even um, I'll even jump in there and give yeah. that, uh, expand on that there with what Andy said. So even if, let's say, let's just put in the most simple method. Let's say you want to run two different classes at the same time, right? You yourself can only be in one place. And let's say you can handle, I don't know, 20, 20 participants at once. You're like, if I can have 20 participants in the room, I can do a really, really good job. You may hire a trainer, they can't handle 20 participants, but they can handle 15 participants yeah. or 16 participants. If you have two of those trainers there, now all of a sudden they can, that one can run a class here with 15, one can run a class there with 15, so now you've got 30 clients and you're sitting back on the beach. Whereas the other way, if you're doing it, you can only run 20 yourself and you need to work on it. And, I, and the beach is an example. You might then say, great, I'm going to open up a third class and run that myself. So even if they, and they, that's obviously a simplified version, but if you, you think of that in all different methods, yeah. Yeah, so it, it could be sales as well. Let's say you're, a, um, you're really good at sales and you close, let's just, once again, let's just simplify it, right? Let's say you, you close 100% of sales. I know no one does that, but let's say you close 100% of sales and you've got one hour a day to do your sales, right? And you make 10 calls, you get 10 clients, great. Let's say you hire two salespeople, they can only close at 80%. They're never gonna be as good as you. But now all of a sudden, you've got 16 sales coming in instead of 10 sales. So right. I think that's an important distinction. So thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely. It just broadens your reach on, and, and, the, and the amount of people that you can service because you can only service so many clients yourself. Yes, agree. And systems... Yeah, and, oh, you said no, you go. Yeah, continue. No, I was just going to mention the other book that I referenced was um, Beyond Book Solid, and that's a book by Michael Port. Um, and uh, along the same lines as the E-Myth Revisited, it's, it's a book more geared towards um, service business providers or service providers that teaches you once you're beyond, once you're booked and how to go beyond that and scale it and um, bring other people underneath you. Was, did you say that was book, Beyond Book Solid? 
Yeah, Bjorn Buxar and, and the author is Michael Port. I think I could be wrong here. I think I does he have a a, pre, a previous book to that, which is book yeah, book, book solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So I've read book solid because when you mention oh, cool. that, yeah, yeah. I have a look at my thing and I'm like, hold on, that says book solid. <laughs> but now that you've said beyond book solid, that makes sense that it's the yeah, next. So it's the follow up book. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I'm definitely gonna check that out there so yes and system is, is one of those things like we could go all day just on systems right oh yeah absolutely. But, uh, but for the everyone listening it's i guess uh, my summary there is it's the secret to freedom you've sort of absolutely. got two choices you can either say i'm going to work in my business all the time every time and that's fine if you want to do that but you're always going to have to work the other option is to be like, all right, cool, I need to systemize everything in my business so if I'm away, I can hand that to someone or I can hire someone and, and here it is here. And it, it, it can be a bit of a pain in the ass, especially when it's going <laughs> off. And, Absolutely. Um, but it's one of those things that, that uh, will help you in the long run. And I heard a, a good quote on this the other day. A mentor of mine over here in Australia, Dale Beaumont, he's got a, a strategy, he's got a philosophy where if there's anything in his business that he needs to do more than once, he'll create a system for it. Mm-hmm. So it's as simple as, let's say if a task comes up, and if it's a task that you, you're never going to have to do it again, okay, just knuckle down and knock over that task, right? Yeah. But if it's something that you're going to have to do every week or every month or every six months, hey, systemize it. And with technology these days, it's not that hard. You can almost just record yourself doing it, right? And maybe explain a few things before and after, and then you've got the the base of system. Absolutely. I think, too, it also brings enjoyment back into your business because when you've been at your business for a long time, there are certain aspects of your business that you may not love anymore. And so when you can plug somebody else into that and you focus on the things that you're really good at, that you're really passionate about, that actually frees you up to bring that enjoyment and love back into your business. Love that. Um, thank you for bringing that up. I'm going to piggyback off that as well and then we'll move on to the, yeah. the next one. So, Because we can expand on that as well and say different people have different uh, enjoyments and different mm-hmm. things they like. So me, myself, I, um, I guess I would say selling. The thing I like most is, is selling. If you could say, hey, Jono, you can only do one task in your fitness business, what would it be? I would just sell the whole time, right? There's other people that hate selling, right? right? They, they hate selling and they like the actual training side of things. Hey, just give me people and train them. I'll do that all day and I'm happy. Right. And there's other people that like the marketing and the social media side of things. Hey, just give me all your social media. I don't want to sell. I don't want to get on the phone with them. I don't want to run the session, but give me all your social media. And I, I love you know, doing little TikToks and little yeah. Instagram yeah. stories. And, and then there's other people that like the support side of things. You know, hey, any issues, bring them to me and I'll, I'll sort them out there. So if you're doing all of and that's probably the one I hate the most, the support issues, right? They're my most yeah, painful right. ones. <laughs> um, but I've got a, a support staff, a virtual assistant over in the Philippines that is just amazing at that sort of stuff. So it just works really, really well where I can just outsource that to her and focus on the things that I like. So love that. Let's, um, let's move on from there, Andy. Otherwise, we'll be here all day on, on systems. I any know, other, exactly. <laughs> any other big failures that you had and, and learning? Yeah, so the other one I was going to mention was um, just in regards to uh, sales, you know, when I initially didn't know how to sell, selling is a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Anybody can learn how to sell. It's not something that somebody is born with. You know, there are people that are more 
maybe persuasive or attractive, um, but that doesn't mean that they are going to be a better salesman because of that. It's something that is a learned skill that anybody can learn. There are systems to follow just like systems in your business. And so prior to me knowing that, um, I would bring people in and I would try to convince them of how good my training was or how I had this latest equipment or I had this latest certification. And so that was a big mistake in regards to selling because selling is not about what you have, like your studio or the type of training that you do. Selling is about what the person actually wants not what you what you have but what the person actually wants to receive and ultimately they're going to tell you exactly what it is that they want from you as a as a business and it's your job to say yes i can provide that for you we're a good fit um if not then you're not a good fit but um that was one of the mistakes that i learned i had very early on in regards to myself i did the majority of the talking and ultimately in sales, the other, it's supposed to be the other way around. Your prospect or the person that wants to do business with you is going to do the majority of talking. They're going to actually tell you exactly what it is that they want from your business or what it is is their major pain points that they want you to fix. And you, it's your job to say, yeah, I can help you with that. Wow. So much good information there. I'll, I'll summarize that and simplify it because Andy's obviously really, really good at sales. Like literally, if you could just rewind that for 30 seconds and watch it again <laughs> and just implement what Andy sends, you make so much more sales. I'll, I'll um, summarize and break that down a little bit. So I think there's two things going on there. And when I do sales training with fitness professionals, that's always the first mistake they'll make. Where we'll do a mock sales call. They're like, they'll be like, hey, Jono, yep, I see you inquired into my, my boot camp. Let me tell you about it. It's, it's 50 bucks a week and every mm -hmm. session's different and we do a lot of cardio and we do a lot of weights and you also get a nutrition plan and you also get access to my Facebook group and you, know, you can text me if you need anything. And <laughs> there's so much. And, and I mean, I, I get it. You're, the, the trainer is just doing their best to try and help the prospect. But just in terms of a sales process, you're gone for a few different reasons. Uh, number one, and, I, and it's actually, let's go back a step. There's so many different benefits to exercise, right? There's so many different yeah. reasons to why someone's coming to see us. Is it because they want to lose weight? Do they want to get fit? Do they want to get stronger? Do they want to get healthier? Do they want to get more flexible? Do they want to sleep better? Do they want to um, stress less? Do they want to be less depressed? Do they want to be happier? Do they want to just move around and feel better moving? Do they right. just want to hang around other people? Like, there's so many different benefits and we need to, to find those out because, and I think the other thing is, all those benefits there, my opinion, you want to find out what the prospect likes out of those and then promote those things there. And then don't worry about the other things. Even though they are benefits, if that person doesn't care about them, they're not going to want to hear them and they may be thinking, well, hold on, there's all this stuff that I don't care about in this program. Mm -hmm. right. You know what, I'll, I'll go somewhere else. So... Well, ultimately, too, I think it can be intimidating for somebody that's never exercised, you know, coming to see you. They're a little intimidated by the whole thing. And if you start overwhelming them with trainer jargon, uh, things that they don't even understand, like training splits and all the things that we talk about as trainers, they don't care about. They care about how you're going to make them feel good again, how are you going to, just like the things you were talking about, all the different benefits that they want, not how you're going to train them or what muscle parts you're going to hit or the specific training style that you 
do. So anyhow, uh, I, I completely agree with you on that one. Yeah, and then the, the other um, important aspect to that as well, what I see or what I see a lot in, um, in I guess both clients and trainers is if you don't know the, uh, the why is essentially what I'm getting at. Yeah. So if you don't know, and even a bit deeper about their why, then it's hard for you when it comes to like the objection handle side of things. Now, I'm not a fan of like, you know, I guess traditionally when you think objection handling, people usually think it's a debate or you want to try and yeah. overpower that person and prove that they're right. I don't think of it like that at all. I just think, okay, what's this person's goal? Why did they come mm -hmm. and see me? And then was there something that I sort of mixed up in that sales process that made it unclear? And right. the only way I can sort of find that out is if I know their initial goal. If I don't know their initial goal, then it turns into a debate. And I have to try and say, oh, it's only one cup of coffee a day or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, to me, it's not about that. It's about, okay, why do they really want to do it? And then just reminding at the start. So, hey, Andy, exactly. yep, completely get it. It's a bit of cash. Um, look, just to make sure I've got everything, you, you, you mentioned that you wanted to come here because you wanted to lose weight because of blah, 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 blah. Is, is that still right? Awesome, all right, cool. So you're keen on that, it's just the, the 50 bucks on it, and then you can go from there. But if you don't know their initial one, then you're just debating over price or whatever, it just, it's not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. Objections ultimately usually means that you didn't cover something that they really wanted uh, in your presentation. And I like to think of objection handling as a hot potato, a game of hot potato. So usually when you ask them for the sale and they're like, oh, I got you know, I don't know about the price. So then they, they've handed you the hot potato back. And so then it's your responsibility to hand them the hot potato back. So you usually would say, besides the price, is there anything else that um, I didn't cover that you would like to know more about? Then you handed the hot potato back. Then they actually tell you what the true objection is. So that's all that it is. It's an elegant dance or a game of hot potato and it's your job to give the hot potato back and reinforce why they told you why it was important for them to get in shape or what have you. Yes, love it. Once again, another topic me and Andy could probably go all day on is, <laughs> is sales. My tip there is join Andy's, two things. A, join his Facebook group and listen to his podcast because you're going to get all these tips in a lot more detail. I'll put both of those down in the show notes. Uh, I'd like to continue on with your story a little bit, Andy. So you learned your sales, you learned your system, you learned your marketing, you had a, a thriving business. How did you then transition on to helping other fit pros? Well, ultimately, I realized that I was further along in my journey than somebody else that was starting. And I wanted to um, shorten the learning curve for people and help them to not make the same mistakes that I've made in my businesses and provide value for um, industry that I'm super passionate about helping because a lot of fitness business owners struggle. Um, a lot of gyms open and close for a lot of the reasons that we talked about. And I want to minimize that because a lot of, for a lot of us that are passionate about fitness and about um, starting a business, we, um, we're so passionate about it, we get it going and then to have it not work out is just crushing. And I've seen it happen time and time again, you know, over my 14 years being in here in small towns, businesses opening, shutting within a year, within two years, within three years. You know, on average, we know that small businesses, if you can make it past your first year, fantastic. If you can make it past for your first seven years, even better. But ultimately, I realized that I wanted to pass on 
knowledge that I have and help someone get further along in their journey in regards to growing their business and learn from the mistakes that I've made along the way. That's why I still consider myself am in the in the trenches fitness business coaching mentor because I'm still actually actively running my business, still trying new things, still making mistakes, and I put all of that out there in regards to what I'm doing, what's working, what's not working, um, just so that I can move our industry along, help business owners, inspire business owners to try new things, to keep trying to grow, and to help them ultimately try to grow their businesses and be successful. Yeah. Let us know a little bit more about that, Andy. If someone's listening to this and they're like, you know what? I like this guy. I'm going to download his podcast. I'm going to join his Facebook group. What's then the next step from there? Do you have courses? Do you have coaching programs, masterminds, retreats? What do you actually do? How do you, how do you uh, help trainers? Absolutely. So what I have right now currently I'm promoting is my private Facebook group. I'm diving in there every week, providing value for people in regards to sales, marketing, lead generation. Ultimate goal for most trainers is to get to that 100K mark. I have a proven roadmap that's going to help you get there and beyond. Um, that starts with lead generation mastery, um, sales mastery, and then systems mastery. And all of those combined are, are the systems that are going to help get you to that 100K. So there are a couple options. You have the face, private Facebook group where I can get to know you. You can get to know me. I can provide value for you. When you're ready to take the next step, we hop on a phone call. And then if you want to move forward with a training program, that's a 12-week coaching and mentorship program. We can do that. Otherwise, you stay on that private Facebook group, and I keep diving into you and providing value for you. Awesome. Love it. Well, hey, Andy, we're coming to the end of the podcast here. There's just a few questions I like to always finish up with. The first one is mentors. Now, you dropped a, a few of them along the way there. Maybe just give a bit of a summary. If you could give your, your biggest three mentors that you've had that, that um, my listeners could also then go and follow on social media or read their books or, or that sort yeah, of thing as well. If you could say, and it doesn't even have to be your biggest three because I'm sure you've probably <laughs> had heaps, but if you could just list three big mentors that have had a big uh, impact on your life. From a reading perspective, the first person that really inspired me was Brian Tracy. Mm. Um, he was one of my the first like self-help books that I read. Um, so that, that he would be one of my silent mentors, I guess you would say. Um, one of the things I liked about him the most was that basically he pointed out that what somebody else has done, you can also do and learn from. Um, and that I realized like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Because prior to reading his book, I had no idea of self-help. Um, and so that was really impactful for me. Yeah, of course, somebody else is taking the steps. This is kind of the same thing we were just talking about with my, myself. Um, someone's taking the steps to get to where they want it, where you want to be. They have the steps and the knowledge and are usually willing to hand it out and give it to you um, in, in, the, in, in free content or coaching and mentorship. So Brian Tracy would be my first mentor that I stumbled upon. Um, second would be Bedris Koulian, uh, very early on. Um, in my business, I learned a lot about from him in regards to sales and marketing. And then um, Pat Rigsby also is in that mix of also um, as far as mentorship and coaching. And then my uh, mentor that I follow that is still currently my mentor is Eric Lafon, and he's a sales sales coach. And he has Eric Lafon International. He's uh, yeah, so he's been my biggest mentor. Awesome. Yes, so I'm huge Brian Tracy fan myself and I, I what was the first book I, and it's funny like I just looked at my book list again and I see Brian Tracy down here and, and I've read solid. so many of his books oh, yeah. yes I think Maximum Achievement was the first book I, first I read one, I read one of his sales one 
And this is why I, I'm such a huge fan of him. I read a book, one of his books, one uh-huh. chapter in his book, and then made a sales call straight away and using his strategy made that sale. And the, the yes. way he, and I'll even, I'll even share the story. So I was running a boot camp at the time and I had two price packages. It was 40 bucks a week. Do you say bucks in the USA? You know what bucks is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just making sure I'm like, man, does he think I'm, <laughs> you know? Uh, okay, so yeah, it was 40 bucks a week for three sessions a week, or you could do unlimited for 50 bucks a week. And I just couldn't sell, and I obviously wanted to sell the 50 buck one, right? right. Because it's, it's more cash for me and it's, um, the service is better. And I just couldn't sell it. You know, most people, everyone's going for the 40 bucks a week. And I was like, oh, I wonder why. Read his book, uh, one of his selling ones, selling strategies or negotiation or something. Mm-hmm. And he, he tells a story where he worked in a suit shop. And he had the same issue. He could only sell the, the cheaper suits and you get <laughs> super suits and you get less commission. And then his strategy was, okay, what I do is when someone comes in, I'll always just start at the higher option. So they come in, I'll show them the most expensive suit. If they buy that most expensive suit, then great, they've bought it, I've made the sale. If they don't, then I bring them down to the the less expensive ones and I make more sales than anyway because I've shown them the higher one first, they're expecting that and now they see the the cheap one, oh, it's actually not that expensive. So, and then I used that exact strategy. I was like, all right, yep, cool, here it is. It's 50 bucks a week for unlimited sessions. Didn't even mention the 40 buck one. They're like, yep, done, sign me up. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and I guess that, that just, and I think that also shows the power of a reading. That's why I'm a huge fan yes. of it. I bought that book for 10 bucks on Kindle and made a $500 sale off the first chapter. Yeah. I'm like, man, if I read a chapter every single day, you know, does that keep, <laughs> keep working? And then if this is what I get from a free book, imagine what it'll be like from, from other things there. So I, I love that. Bedros Koulian, so yeah, same sort of thing. When I first started in the industry, he was like, he must have been the only fitness business coach. He was, yeah, yeah. yes. So I would jump on YouTube, how to grow my boot camp, and mm-hmm. he was the only one that came up. And it's funny, you watch these videos, I don't know if you've seen him, him on a whiteboard, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Camera. Yes. He's got millions <laughs> of views, you know? Like everyone, because yes. he was the first one to put it on there. So I sort of like, okay, this guy knows a thing or two. And then I just saw him each year scale up, scale up, scale up, and he went from being like the best fitness business coach to the world in the world to now being one of the best business coaches in the world. Yep. yep. So it's it's been inspiring him watch him do that. So he really inspires me. Absolutely. Pat Rigsby, I heard him speak at, um, do you go to the IDEA convention at all, Andy? I do, yeah. yeah. I didn't go to this last one, but I've, I've been to several, yes. Yeah, me too, actually. I was meant to present for the first time ever at this one. Oh, wow. But then COVID-19, um, obviously. Dang it. Yeah, yeah. Are you, you're, in San, you're in California, right? Yeah, I'm in California. Whereabouts? I'm in, uh, I'm about an hour south of Fresno, so, uh, I'm between San Francisco and LA, so kind of oh, smack dab in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> They're the only two cities I know in California anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so I heard Pad Rigsby had idea, and he was actually a guest on this podcast a couple of weeks ago. So oh, cool. Yeah, I had him as one of my first guests. He's, he's, he's great. Oh, yes. Knows a thing or two about the fitness industry, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, now, Eric Lotham I haven't heard about, but I'm going to jump on Facebook right now and, and follow him because, yeah, if you recommend him, he must know a thing or two about sales. He does very much. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, Andy, that's all we've got time for today. Just before I leave you to it, is there anything you want to finish us off with? Or is there anything that I was meant to ask you that forgot to ask? Or what do you want to leave us with? 
no, hey, hey guys, just continue to keep seeking knowledge, keep looking to grow your business, keep seeking out mentors, um, and uh, you know, we're here for you guys to help you guys grow your business because we're passionate about this industry. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time, Andy. Thank you. We'll check in with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fifth Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business breakthrough session.